0: Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium with your host and parent coach superguide, Jacqueline T.D. Nguyen. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Nguyen. We're here to pump up your parenting skills, pump up your knowledge, and pump up your energy. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our show is available on iTunes, Google, Play, and Stitchers, and syndicated on missionsradio.org and oneideaaway.com. Subscribe to our RSS feed so you'll be automatically notified of new shows. If you're looking for a speaker for your organization or event, please go to my website at integrativeminds.com to learn more about what I offer and contact me at info at integrativeminds, and that's with an S, dot com, to schedule a meeting time. That information is in the show notes. And be sure to join us for our monthly family financial freedom workshop live in the city of Torrance, or via live stream on Integrative Minds' Facebook page. This workshop, as well as our theme for 2019 on Parent Pump Radio, is geared to help families learn, act, and implement strategies to become financially free. All of the information regarding the workshop is in the show notes. On to our show today. I have a great guest. She is a financial planner, educator, and coach. She is very unique as a financial planner in the sense that she brings a real feminine, holistic approach to this very masculine financial environment. She creates a space of financial wellness and wholeness. She supports people in creating breakthroughs in their relationship with themselves and money in order to create abundance and prosperity, of course, so that they can begin creating a healthy relationship with money, making financial education and planning for a future that empower and is exciting, and creating real tangible results through wealthy and healthy money habits. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Beth Dana. Hi, Beth. Hi, Jackie. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad you're on. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And listeners, Beth is going to be one of our uh, presenters at our February Twenty-third workshop, financial workshop. Check the show notes and come out. Have a chance to listen to her. Tell me about your passion. You have this passion for philanthropy. We're going to talk more about the financial side, but I love all the places that you've gone to. So tell us more about that. Oh well,
1: yeah. You know, any anything that I do, it it it, it gets to speak from my heart and be, be uh, service-driven. So, uh, you know, it's no accident in what I'm what I'm doing. Today, as you know, as a career and, and in my life, but you know the things, places I've traveled. Uh, you know, I volunteer at an orphanage in Mexico, um, in, in TJ Mexico specifically. I've traveled to Calcutta, India, and I've served at the Mother Teresa House there in Calcutta. I just try to open myself up to to opportunities like that, to where I can give and be in service. Um, and the beautiful thing is that I get to do that every day in my career um, with creating breakthroughs and healing and uh, educating people in their finances. And I also have a nonprofit, it's called The Beetle Group. And we focus on down payment assistance, drought tolerant landscaping, energy efficiency upgrades. And we just uh, launched our 90 day financial empowerment program to the organization, which starts in April. And there, during that 90 days, we will uh, we will help people, you know, uh, just go through the whole spectrum, learn more about um, taxes, uh, ways to invest, um, and identify some of their limiting beliefs. But it's more going to address uh, concerns like debt solutions, 401ks, retirement, college savings making sure that people are properly protected and that their estates are protected. Um, This is geared towards current homeowners uh, that are wanting to save money in their current position um, and save for their future. And then it's also geared towards uh, people who are looking to become homeowners and looking to to save towards that also.
0: You have this heart-centered side. And then you went into the financial service industry, which is very head center, I think. How did you transition to that? Tell us what started that transition.
1: Well, I originally started uh, in the financial industry because I thought it would be a great added tool to my real estate business. You know, I have, I have my broker's license, and I, I saw this as such a great added tool for, for that, that side of the business. And then over time, you know, I just began to learn so much more about the financial industry, the different products and services that are out there and how many people don't have access to this type of information. And so I eventually fell out of love of real estate and fell in love with educating people and families and their money, you know, how it works, ways to invest, um, to protect, you know, to protect their, their hard-earned money and their assets. Because as we know, financial education and it's not taught in schools. It's, it's not um, something that households, uh, it's not, you know, it's not spoken about in, in, in households. It wasn't in mine. Yeah. So where do, where do people go? You know, unless you're making $250,000 or, or more, most likely you're not going to get a call from a financial planner or a financial advisor saying, hey, I want to help you learn more about money and, and what the wealthy people are doing to create more wealth. You know, that's, that's really not happening. So, uh, I, I just quickly fell in love with, with the need, um, that, that our, our country, um, uh, is, is doing a disservice to, uh, to us and, and not educating us the pro- proper way. So.
0: You're out there kind of on the forefront, what do you see as some of the major issues facing this area in our day and age? Well, you know, I talked about it. it's lack of education. You know, we don't have this in our school systems.
1: We don't have the, the financial education in our school systems. So it, it becomes this uh, going on the internet, trying to find out the best way to handle your, your finances.
0: That's not even a good way, I think, because there's just way too much information and how you decipher which one is is the right for you personally? Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, people are, are searching the internet for solutions, or
1: they're asking friends and family who who may are probably in the same position that they are, maybe worse. So that's not really the the right way to go about it. Or maybe they're relying on their human resources manager at work, where it's not really their job to provide financial no, you know, advice. <laughs> probably the last they're
0: person happy. you should be asking. <laughs>
1: right, but. That's, that's, that's common, you know, that's what's happening. And so people just don't know where to go. And so the, the, the beauty about uh, what I do is, is that, you know, I, I don't discriminate, of course, I'll, I'll, I'll help people who are making a lot of money. But, but my focus is the folks that are, are being underserved, and um, not given the attention to that really need to, to be educated on
0: on on their future. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into this making money your partner. You've talked about how beliefs around money, right? So tell us more about that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like any
1: relationship, right? If you're not paying attention to you know, your partner, whether it be romantic or a friendship, if you're not paying attention to that person, you're you're not share, showing love or understanding or compassion or respect towards that person You're not nurturing that relationship. It's not going to grow. It's it's the same for money. We can't we can't expect um, To abuse or mistreat money and expect it to be good to us, right? so um, it's really identifying the limiting beliefs that we all have in Our relationship with money and when we can identify what that is we can create healing around that and we can really shift our our relationship around money and ultimately um, becoming from a, a very abundant mindset.
0: Do you find there's like this love-hate relationship with money yes. for most people where they love it because they need it, but they really hate it because it's hard for them to get it?
1: Yeah, no, it, it is very much that love-hate relationship um, because I think Either, either it's it's coming in and then it's going out. The bills are coming in. The you know the money's coming in. The money's going out. And and, and so uh, people aren't able to um, have that that feeling of gratitude at the end of the day. You know, like like they're just trying to get by or they're just um, one little step a step ahead. But then they feel like then they're, they're set back another few steps. You know, it's it's never really having that true feeling of of abundance. So. And that comes from the experience of not being attached to money and for what it really is. Because then at the end of the day, when you're when you're living from that fear place, you're giving a lot of control away to, to money. And that's not what money is designed for.
0: Yeah. I find also a lot of people equate success to money. But yet some of the most successful people don't feel that money is what makes them successful. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you
1: know, there's plenty of people driving fancy cars and making a lot of money, but doesn't mean that they're set up for the future. We're a very consumer-driven country. We're very much a society that, you know, if you're driving the fancy car, living in the nice big house, then you've got to keep up with the Joneses kind of thing. That's not bringing any type of fulfillment, really. It's not. It, It comes down to happiness.
0: Yeah. Why do you think making money your partner is so important. Because I think we all have a partner. Some people may be really happy with their partner, but others probably don't. There is a 50% rate of divorce out there. And a, and a lot of it does come down to money. Yeah, they say that's the number one reason is something to do with money. Mm-hmm. Well, look,
1: I mean, I was married for 12 years uh, before I got divorced. And I, I know that because of both of our upbringings and our relationships with money, we, we did the best we could, but we didn't make smart decisions. It wasn't until just, you know, being educated and, and, and learning about what I know today um, that, and my experiences, of course, my life experiences, that um, it, it truly um, created that healthy relationship with, with money. And it really came through my own healing and, um, and experiences that that altered uh, and really created that that partnership for for myself with money because it 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 does end up feeling like it's something that has you um, that's out of your control. Sometimes it can feel like it's something that uh, overpowers you, and no relationship should feel
0: that way or that it has the control over you and you don't mm-hmm. have any say so on how much it comes in or how much it leaves. Right. Yeah. And then,
1: you know, are a lot of our choices then in even our career choices, right. Or just our life choices in general come from, well, I have to do this because of money or I have to do that because of money or mm-hmm. it ends up being this thing that, that has control. And again, money,
0: money was, was made as a tool. Money is just a form of energy. I mean, it wasn't even around. I mean, in the beginning people just traded things, and they and then they created money. But it's really just an exchange of an energy source when you're when you're using it.
1: Absolutely, and I'm so glad you said that because you know it, when we're in a, a higher energy vibrational state, uh, that's when we can attract the the abundance, whether you know whether it be monetary or otherwise. Um, but it is it is an exchange of energy. When, yeah. when we're feeling good,
0: things things are happening in our life. Yeah. Let's talk about some solution because I think we all feel all of the the negative part about it and what we we don't want. So, what are some ways people can start changing their relationship with money?
1: Well, one of the the ways um, is really just getting honest. Uh, like the most important thing that anybody could do. Right now, today is just get honest about where you're at financially, and just being okay with where you're at, good or bad. Just getting connected to to where you're currently at, so then you can successfully and effectively get to where you want to be. Because when people are ed- educated and they're empowered, they make educated, informed, and empowered choices. So once you can identify where you're at and where you want to be, then you can really move forward with. The future in a very um, clear way, in a very powerful way. Um, but but first, it, it really starts with, with with being honest with where you're
0: at. I'm sure you worked with clients. Once people get to that honest place, what do you find happens with them?
1: You know, obviously, depending on where where they're currently at. You know, I, either it it's either a very uh, awakened like reality for somebody, and it could bring up a sense of fear. Once again, you know they're already in fear, but it could bring up a fear once again because the like, this is really real. And when I can sit down with somebody and let them know that, you know, but but now let's look at where you're actually going, because it's just like a GPS, right? We put the address in our phone or you know, in, in our our cars, <laughs> and it and it takes us to where exactly we said we want to be. So. When, we, when I can sit down with somebody and show them where they're currently at, but then also show them exactly where they want to be, there's that sense of peace and and comfort to know that, you know, this is my plan. This is where, this is the direction I, I'm going in. Um, I'm going to have to alter some things. I might have to make some sacrifices. I might not be able to... Um, Spend the way I've been spending, but at the end of the day, you know, they're gonna know that it's it's for their their greatest greatest position and and for their future.
0: Once you look at money, we have these money is evil. People say you uh, money is hard to get. I think once you become honest with this is what my beliefs are. At least this is what I found for myself and, and others that I've, I've talked to or worked with. And, you know, you give me your two cents, too. You realize, wow, where did that statement come from? And you can almost track it back to maybe your parents said it, you, your aunts, uncles, you know, somebody put that belief in there. It's almost like a it is a belief. And then when you get honest that, wow, is that really true? And can I create a different belief around money and what is a more powerful belief? And you start planting that. Do you see that that may be a way for people to maybe start right now? Absolutely. Yes. Um, When they can,
1: any of us identify that limiting belief and where it started from, it, it creates a huge shift in healing in our relationship with money, a huge shift. Because no longer does that belief have us, we've identified it, we've created healing around it, and, and now we ha- ultimately have a different relationship with money. Whether that, like you said, like whether it's um, our upbringing or just some, a phrase that somebody had said. Yeah. So society yeah
0: (laughs) that's why i feel like most of us have these societal phrases that we've kind of taken on as a belief of how we feel about it and uh it just comes out so naturally when we say things but then we've got to really think if it comes out of our mouth how deep is it planted inside our mind our in our pores
1: yeah because it's it's sitting there it's sitting there on our uh a subconscious level uh whether we realize it or or not and it, it At the end of the day, it's it's holding back one's true potential because they're only going to act based on the beliefs that they set for themselves, which means that they're only going to tap into their potential that much. And so it's, of course, their results are going to be the way that they're going to be. When you can shift those beliefs and then catapult into that potential, your results are going to be that much more
0: powerful. Yeah. Exponential. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really big key is change your belief and change your life. Really. Not just about money. You and I both know with all of our studies and what we've done for ourselves is transformational. When you start there, what is your belief around anything? Really money, relationship, uh, people, where you live, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah. there's no good men in LA, right? Like, how many times have we heard that?
1: <laughs> right. And so the more you say it, the more that that's just going to show up, right? Be true. Right. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you make a really good point, because it's the same, same for money. If we continue to say, Oh, my gosh, all I have is bills, or, Oh, my gosh, I don't have any money. The more even we keep speaking about it, in that negative way, we're going to keep creating that same result.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Tell us about this financial independence number. What is that?
1: So the financial independence number is the number that, uh, one needs come retirement. So again, we talked about that very much like the GPS, when you know where you're going and there's that peace of mind and that clarity to your future. So, um, when I'm sitting down with somebody and creating a financial plan and going over their uh, analysis, uh, we identify their financial independence number that's unique to them, uh, that's unique to their uh, current situation and obviously to their retirement wants and needs and their dreams and goals and desires. So, you know, when somebody knows what their financial independence number is, again, then they know exactly how much they're going to need to start saving to reach reach that goal
0: got it okay and then you have something called the financial journal
1: yes so this is a a working journal that is set to be published uh later this month and this talks about pretty much everything we've spoken about you know it's it's going to be a support, uh, supportive working journal for people to identify their limiting beliefs about money. It's going to uh, give them a snapshot to where they're currently at with their finances. It uh, allows them to set some goals for themselves that are tangible results that they can achieve so they can begin to create new and healthy money habits.
0: And this is something you're creating in your book? Yeah, this is the working journal.
1: So all of all of those uh, facets will be in, in the working journal.
0: Okay, got it. Very interesting. And then will the book be available on Amazon too? It is. It is set to be published on, on Amazon. Was be due April 2019? Well, it's actually set to be
1: published uh, later this month. It probably won't be uh, launched fully on Amazon probably till April. Yeah.
0: Okay. I think people have a big misconception about finances And a lot of people are afraid. They say two thirds of Americans can't pass a basic financial literacy test. And a lot of women just let their husband do all the finances because it is kind of a scary thing. How have you made it easier for yourself to to enjoy it and, and help others enjoy it?
1: Well, I've made it easier and more enjoyable for myself because of all the healing that I've created for myself around it. That's for me personally. Um, I believe that I make it fun and enjoyable for other people because I come from a very understanding, sympathetic, and compassionate place. Because most people that I sit with, <laughs> um, I can identify with them in some form or fashion. You know, with, uh, I was brought up by a single mom. Uh, we lived in government housing. I grew up poor. So I get that. I get the struggles. I was married for 12 years. I, you know, everything was ours. And when I decided to leave my marriage uh, and get and file for divorce, I looked at my financial picture and I said, oh my gosh, I did not set myself up. And I stayed in the marriage just a little bit longer than I had wanted to because of the fact that I didn't set myself up and I didn't feel empowered to leave um, for the fact that I didn't set myself up financially. So I had to end up having to strategize, unfortunately. And I had to strategize on, um, on putting some money aside and, and, and making my exit strategy. So um, I, and I rebuilt, I rebuilt. And so I, I guess that, you know, to answer your question, Jackie, it's, it's the fact that I've had all these life experiences that I can very much come from this place of understanding that I've been there and I'm here now. So don't give up. There is hope. There is possibility. There is um, light at the end of the tunnel And whatever situation you're in. Um, You just got to be willing to have an open heart and an open
0: mind. um, And you got to be willing to put in the work. And it's never too late because sometimes we think, oh, my God, I'm 50 and I'm never going to save enough in time for retirement. They always say, you got to start when you're young. And then you're like, oh, well, too late for me. But what do you say to those kind of people who are like in their 40s, late the 40s and early 50s and retirement is like 15, 20 years away?
1: Well, yeah, it's not too late. You know, uh, the best thing you can do is start now. And it's, it really comes down to, well, if you're doing what you're doing now, 15 years from now, what is your financial picture going to look like now? If you start now, and in 15 years, what will it look like? Most likely, you're going to be in a better position than if you
0: don't do anything at all. So the importance is to do something. And if you don't understand, because a lot of people can't pass a basic financial literacy test, is that something that you can also help people kind of guide them through understanding it? Absolutely. Uh, First and foremost, is the education and awareness that I bring for people
1: in addition to sitting down and, and actually going through their, their financial picture. There's, there's an educational, um, piece to, to what I do. So again, people can be very empowered, uh, in, in what, the, in their choices and what they're doing.
0: Yeah. I think that's great. Cause it's good for you to be conscious when you're making decision, right? Consciously making decision instead of just going to a financial advisor and they say like like you were saying, not like an HR, right? Oh yeah, just this is where we're gonna put your four oh one K in this mutual fund and you just assume that they know what they're talking about. What you're talking about is you're gonna help them understand it and then choose in a conscious way to do what you wanna do. Correct. Because ultimately, you're going to know your your position better than
1: I will. Um, and at the end of the day, all I can do is supply with the education. And it's up to you to make, make the choice from there.
0: Yeah. Where can people find you?
1: Well, people can find me. Um, they can find me at thegildedway.com. That's my website. Spell that Gilded Way. Sure. So it's T-H-E-G-I-L-D-E-D way.com And your email address? Is Beth at thegildedway.com.
0: Perfect. That website and Beth's email address is in the show notes. Check out the show notes with all of our information and Beth's information. And Beth, it's so great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time out. Thank
1: you so much, Jackie. It's been a real pleasure. I really honestly appreciate it. And I'm so excited for us to be together on the 23rd, right?
0: Yes, February 23rd. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, come out. Beth's going to talk so much more. She has more information. You get to meet her live. You get to meet me live. And we'll talk your ears off. And we'll even listen to you. You can uh, contact either of us also on the day of if you want to schedule a time to talk to us personally. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Beth, again. And listeners, Our quote for this week goes perfectly well with this segment. It says, Where focus goes, energy flows. Have a great week, and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show... Go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.